Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Happy Saturday to everyone. Special edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Usually don't go on Saturdays, but a lot to talk about. It's not going to be a full hour show today, probably closer to half an hour, but we want to get through as much of this as we can. So if you're watching this, hit that thumbs up button, hit the share button, comment. If you're watching on DLive, comment, comment, comment. And if you have lemons to give, we will gladly accept them. Lemons are always appreciated. Help fund the war effort over here at Conservative Daily. And if you're watching anywhere else, if you're watching on Clout Hub, if you're watching on conservative-daily.com, if you're watching on Twitch, comment, 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 and share. Even if they don't have a share button, you can copy the URL and share it in whatever social platform you prefer. Speaking of that, mentioned this the other day on the podcast. I am now on Telegram. You can find me at t.me forward slash Max J. McGuire. On Telegram, got 36 subscribers. When I mentioned it the other day, I had something like 25. So about 11 people found me. So I figured instead of mentioning this at the end of the podcast, mentioning at the beginning, if you want to find me on Telegram, still not quite sure how it works. Still working my way through it. But uh, if you want to find me there, that's where you can find me. T.me forward slash Max J. McGuire. Okay, got to get into this because pretty bombshell stuff and we do not have all of the information yet but an organization true the vote vote has been conducting a groundbreaking voter fraud investigation and in i believe six states and they're using methods that intelligence agencies and law enforcement agencies use to track people's movements namely looking at video cameras in the area and tracking the geodata off of their phones that's right they've actually purchased geodata which you can do. And lots of people don't know this. When you use your phone and you're on your apps, all of that data gets put for sale. So when you get ads, like retargeting ads, if you go to Amazon, put something in your shopping cart, and all of a sudden you get those ads that are following you around, that kind of technology has existed for a long time. But now they have geo-targeted ads where they can tell where you are. And if you get near, let's say you get near your supermarket, the supermarket might pay to, to serve you an ad to try and get you to stop by. So really, really kind of creepy stuff technologically but interesting if you're in the space for marketing well true the vote has purchased the data on i believe 240 suspected ballot harvesters they're calling them ballot traffickers because when you see what they've uncovered it isn't just harvesting these people are trafficking ballots and when we have that many ballots when we have millions of ballots sent out many of which are to phony addresses right people aren't alive anymore people have moved out we've always wondered what happened to those ballots well we don't know yet what happened to those ballots, but based on this investigation, it seems pretty obvious that many of them were probably submitted on behalf of someone who doesn't exist by these ballot traffickers. So this was discussed on Steve Bannon's show, um, War Room Pandemic. So I want to play a brief clip on that, and then we'll discuss and we'll read into a little bit of the announcement from True the Vote and what they did specifically. So let's watch this quick clip. Uh Steve, first of all, thank you for having me. I know uh, 
time is precious here. You got a lot going on, but what's uh, what we've uncovered about to break in Georgia is all hell's going to break loose. We've got two organizations called OPSEC and True to Vote. Heather Mullins from Real America's Voice, who has been on the ground for us, broke this story today on my my radio show. Basically, what we have is coming video. She's seen the video. It's not been released. There is coming video where there are basically uh, about 240 what I'm going to call ballot traffickers in Georgia. And so what they did is, is they went around to the drop boxes all over the state with each of them averaging about 24 drop boxes each. And what they would do is they would go there in the middle of the night, this is all on video, and they would empty backpacks with gloves on full of ballots into these drop boxes. There's 240 different ballot traffickers that they've identified as potential suspects here. Of the 240, they averaged about 23 to 24 drop boxes each. So some did 10, some did 50. Now this is totally illegal because the way even Stacy's law, the illegal consent decree was written, is that one person, one vote in the drop box, no harvesting. That's the way, that's the way the law, the, whatever you want to call it, the agreement that, that Raffensperger did, that's the way it said. Now, when you got people in the middle of the night dropping off on video backpacks of ballots in drop boxes with gloves on, and it's the same 240 people going around the state, basically in the four major counties, Gwinnett, Cobb, Fulton, and DeKalb, what does this mean? Why hasn't Raffensperger investigated when this video comes out? This is going to be as explosive as the fake ballots that we're going to find in Fulton County. Uh, Steve, first of all, oh. thank you. So let's dive into that a little bit, and I'll take down the screen. Um, let's dive into this, exactly what they found. So they identified 240 people, some odd, 240 some odd people. And what this organization, True the Vote, Vote, says they have, and they haven't released this yet, but they say it's coming. As we'll read in a second, True the Vote says that they are withholding it because they want law enforcement to act first. They want these people prosecuted. They want the whole um, criminal enterprise. That's what this is. When, you, when you're talking about a multi-state, uh, trans-state uh, ballot harvesting, ballot trafficking initiative, that's a, that's a criminal enterprise. They want it taken down. So true the vote saying that they will release the videos if uh, law enforcement chooses not to. Or they might just release the video if they get the impression that law enforcement isn't going to do anything about that. And we'll hypothesize why Raffensperger, why district attorneys might not want to prosecute. But let's go into specifically what this organization found. This is true the vote. As I said, here's their website. And obviously this was first broken by Breitbart. Um, and they say, yes, this, the Breitbart report is accurate. So here's what they did in late 2020 true. The vote engaged a select team of contractors and set out to determine whether widespread ballot trafficking was occurring as part of an organized criminal enterprise. We'd watch the mail mass mail out of paper ballots to highly inaccurate voter records, the harried installation of ballot drop boxes, privately funded by billionaire tech magnets and the hundreds of legislative law changes, lawsuits and consent decrees that fundamentally altered election processes. All of it came together in 2020 under the fog of COVID. It was planned. It was purposeful. Having studied election process for decades, our team was well aware of the pitfalls associated with America's uniquely insecure approach to elections. We knew that attempts to prove certain types of election malfeasance would fail, so we chose instead to focus on the grifts that would necessarily leave trackable, provable data trails. 
To test our trafficking theory, we acquired over 10 trillion location-based cell signals in major metropolitan areas across six states. Initially, we worked with whistleblowers and witnesses, but soon enough, the data alone told the tale. Using mobile and GPS data, we mapped the travel patterns of ballot traffickers to drop boxes. The traffic me tracking method is explained in great detail by the New York Times in a series they ran called The Privacy Project. They and others have published much about how mobile data was used to track President Trump and identify individuals at the January 6th event at the Capitol. Law enforcement uses this type of data routinely, so lest anyone say we did anything untoward, let us be very clear, all this data is regularly bought and sold about all of us. What we found... Our findings reveal overwhelming evidence of ballot trafficking, some of which is highlighted in the article. We have much, much more. All of our research, including suspected locations where ballots were delivered, processed, and distributed, along with the individual devices associated, has been submitted in the form of a formal complaint, along with all the data to the FBI. Briefings have been provided to state law enforcement and political leadership in several states. These conversations will continue to broaden in the coming days. We've also acquired over a petabyte of video surveillance data. The quality of this video is inferior overall. Lighting is bad. Cameras are poorly positioned. Timestamps are manipulated. Key time frames are often missing. Nevertheless, we are working video by video using proprietary AI-based code we've written to screen the over 100,000 clips in our possession. The result, we are successfully finding video evidence that corroborates the digital data and supports the need for full investigations by law enforcement. Our novel approach offers never-before-seen insights into the exploitation of America's elections. So this figure, I'm going to zoom in. This figure is incredible. So what this figure shows is a 24-hour route. One person, the route that they took in a 24-hour period between, 25, between five organizations and 27 individual ballot drop boxes traveling across six counties. As it, as it explains here, red dots represent ballot drop boxes, the blue house icons represent the organizations and the blue line represents the daily travel pass. Let me zoom into this so you can see this a little bit better if you're watching the video version. If you're watching on the if you're listening on audio, if you haven't listened on audio, make sure you do subscribe. All those links will be in the description. Okay, so what you can see here in this map, it's just like a Google Maps or Apple Maps whenever you're trying to um, get directions somewhere. That blue is the driving data, the the path that they took. And you can see you can actually see that the path they took to hit drop boxes. So right here, these blue circles, according to True the Vote, represent locations for organizations involved in get out the vote efforts. So you can see that the travel patterns emanate from here. It goes southeast and you can see it hits a drop box right there and then it hits these two drop boxes. A little bit of a departure to go north, hit that drop box and come back down. Hits a couple drop boxes along the route. And then you can see here, it swings down into the left, hit the drop box, and then goes over there, hits a drop box over there. I mean, they don't hit every drop box. But if you were looking for a route that had as few turns as possible to hit as many drop boxes as possible, this is that route. And you look at the other route they take, they go north, one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. If they hit that one, twelve. 13, 14, 14 drop boxes perfectly aligned along the route. Now, maybe there's another reason for this. Maybe there's a uh, an innocent reason why all of these people were driving, leaving those get-out-the-vote organization locations and just going to all those drop boxes. I mean, in Georgia, ballot harvesting is illegal. 
if they were voting for themselves or for their family member or for someone they, they take care of who's bedridden, they would hit one drop box. Why are they hitting dozens of drop boxes in, in one day's work? It's, it's very obvious what they're doing. They are packing the drop boxes full of ballots. And True the Vote says that they have the video evidence. They say some of it is, is grainy. It's not the best footage, but they say that they have it. They say that they have it and they're going to put it out. They're just hoping that law enforcement does the right thing, that law enforcement takes the data that they've given them and opens criminal investigations, not only into these organizations and the people running them, but also into the individual ballot harvesters. So you think about this, 240 people that they've caught and, and the dragnet that's necessary to do this kind of surveillance is pretty stunning. They had to buy the data on pretty much everyone in the metropolitan area. They bought the data on everyone in the metropolitan area and then tried to basically layer on the different stops to figure out who was likely a ballot harvester. It's, it's ingenious, really. You get the data on everyone and you sift through. It takes a long time. And they say they have AI code to help them, but it still takes a long time. You overlay, you take the map, take the locational data, and then you overlay the Dropbox locations until you find one that lines up, find a few that lines up. And they didn't just find a few. They found 240 people leaving these get out the vote organization locations and then proceeding to go to Dropbox to Dropbox to Dropbox across, what, six different counties? So this is fraud. This is fraud. These people weren't picking up ballot ballots from the drop boxes and bringing them back to an actual county office. No, they were crossing county lines. There's no legitimate reason for someone to visit that many drop boxes. There's none. And they say they had the video evidence. We haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it yet. And they admit that some of the evidence isn't good. They're trying to get through. They have 100,000 videos. I think they said they had 2 million minutes of, of footage. I didn't read that part out loud, but I believe they have 2 million minutes of footage and that they're trying to, they're trying to break it down because you can't watch that many minutes. That's, that's too many minutes. By that time, it'll be the next midterm election, right? Um, but they're working through it to find evidence that corroborates what the data is showing them, which is why you see Democrats fighting tooth and nail against legislation designed to put cameras at drop boxes. Right? I mean, that was part of the Texas law that thank goodness is going into effect the texas law required drop boxes to be either inside in a building with cameras and in front of like actual employees or somewhere where there is camera surveillance footage because this really does happen we if you remember if you've been following us for a while right after, right after the election we showed footage of someone in philadelphia dumping ballot after ballot after ballot inside of a drop box it was real and in Philadelphia, you can't ballot harvest. So unless that person had a lot of sick relatives, chances are they were ballot harvesting. It's illegal. It's illegal. And now people say, well, what's wrong with ballot harvesting? What does it matter if they take some ballots and, and submit them on someone else's behalf? Well, a lot of the times they aren't actually being submitted on that person's behalf. It is well documented. And many people have been prosecuted over the years of harvesting ballots out of nursing homes. Basically, Democrat operatives will go to nursing homes, and if the nursing home resident is not all there, they manipulate them. They take advantage of them. Either they steal the ballot outright, or they tell them who to vote for. It's also very common for ballots to be sent to addresses where the person doesn't exist. I used to be a canvasser. Before I came and started working with Conservative Daily when I was in graduate school, I was canvassing in New Jersey, very corrupt area in New Jersey. I was working on behalf of uh, the National Association of Realtors trying to get out the vote for Chris Christie. 
It was a job. I was I remember I was on one street and at the end of the street there were like eight or nine houses. There were there were nine houses on the street. And they gave us a little palm pilot where we we would basically have all the data. We go to each house and we knock on the door and give them the literature. Well, that street had nine houses, but the palm pilot said there was a tenth. There was no tenth house on the street. And when I clicked on that tenth house, I swear to God, there was like a dozen 70 and 80 year olds living in this non-existent house. I jotted down as many of the names as I could, went back and searched. When I got home, a, a few of them were dead already. I'm sure they were all dead. Just not all of them were easily found on, uh, on, on online databases at the time. So it's real. Operatives do order ballots sent to non-existent addresses or to addresses that exist, but they know they can just swipe it, right? That's why so many of these illegal operations deal with apartment complexes because apartment complexes, the, the mail will often just get delivered to a community mailbox area. And the ballots are usually too big to fit in the mailboxes. So it is, it's very common to see an entire stack of ballots just get dropped at the community mailbox area in an apartment complex. Well, people use that to their advantage. They order, mail, they order uh, ballots to, to different addresses and they collect them as soon as they can. And it's not even hard to do because apartments change hands so many times. A lot of times there's like five or six people registered to vote in one apartment. And they didn't even fraudulently register. They never, they just never unregistered, right? So when you see Democrats block Republicans from cleaning the voter rolls, from removing people who haven't voted from a location in two or three election cycles to try and weed out those old registrations, you see Democrats fighting tooth and nail to keep them. It's because they want the apartment complexes to still have five or six registered voters per apartment so that their operatives can come in, swipe the ballots and vote on their behalf. So we knew this was happening. We knew this was happening. But this method that True the Vote uses is truly ingenious because it layers in the data. The data doesn't lie. If, if they can find people leaving the election fraud organizations, the suspected election fraud organizations, I don't want to get sued too, the organizations suspected of committing fraud, um, when they find people leaving them and then they can trace them to all the different drop boxes, it's a slam dunk case. Then when you layer on the video footage, the, the camera footage, it's even better. So I don't know where this goes. Obviously, you hope that these people get prosecuted. But the question ultimately is, do you think that Raffensperger is going to go after them? Well, he's the Secretary of State, and he is the one who went out of his way to say that there was no election fraud. So these people, before, even when there was evidence back there, the rhinos proclaimed there was no fraud. Now, there's many reasons that they did that. I think chief among them probably is that they just don't care. They wanted Trump gone. Raffensperger was a never-Trumper. That's well-documented. We've talked about him and his, his deputies on our show before. There's also the situation where Republicans probably benefit from the fraud, if we're being completely honest, in Republican areas. Republicans aren't squeaky clean. The establishment GOP is just as dirty. Oh, well, not just dirty. They're very dirty. Democrats are always dirtier. But I, I'm... I'm Sure, this probably happens. There was a very high-profile case where, I believe in North Carolina, where the election actually got overturned. Uh, they got overturned because one of the Republicans was caught hiring a contractor who was doing this kind of stuff. So it's not just Democrats. So I, I think also part of it is Republicans probably benefit from this too. Also, I think Republicans have known about this for a while, while and they haven't done anything about it. So the last thing they want to do is admit that they've known about it for a while and then all of a sudden get caught 
trying to explain why they let it happen. But there's lots of reasons for this. Lots and lots of reasons for this. The question is, will anything be done about it? I don't think the FBI will touch it. What we saw is under Trump, even under Trump um, and under Bill Barr, Bill Barr did not allow the FBI to investigate election fraud. They said it didn't happen. The, the people in the FBI actually tasked with investigating election fraud quit. They said, no, nope, we're not going to do it. The one time they were actually called upon to do their jobs, they didn't do it. So I don't think the FBI is going to touch it under, under Biden. Do you think Biden's going to allow the FBI to investigate his own fraudulent win? No chance. No chance. And obviously, this is just Georgia. I mean, and, and that's what's so hard about all this. You have to prove so much to stop Joe Biden from getting that magic 270. And the, and the clock, the calendar, we've been saying this for a while, the calendar is designed to make it impossible to stop a fraudulent win from being certified. I mean, we fought like hell to try and bring as many allegations of fraud to the fore as we could. And even then, the left still did their dirty tricks with the January 6th stuff, and they rammed it through anyway. So I think moving forward, obviously in Georgia, they have to prosecute these people to the fullest extent of the law. I think we also need to start looking at changing the calendar for when presidents are inaugurated. That's going to require a constitutional amendment. Yeah, but there just isn't enough time between the first week in November and then in December when the Electoral College votes and then in early January when when Congress certifies it. There just isn't enough time. Even when there's fraud, there isn't enough time to get it through all of the different legal and judicial processes. And even if you do, there's the judges won't look at it, right? So we, we have to look at the calendar. I think we need to push, I think if we're being completely fair, we need to push inauguration probably to March. It used to be that way in olden times. It used to be like that. Inauguration was, was more in the spring. But that would give you, that would give people a chance to actually adjudicate and actually critique election fraud allegations. But no, there are so many people in power who take advantage of this run out the clock system where even if even if they get caught stealing it, there just isn't enough time to stop them. So I think that has to happen. Obviously, as I said, the people in Georgia need to be prosecuted and we need to do everything in our power to stop this from happening. Again, we need to pass the election laws that you're seeing in places like Georgia and Texas. The more that the left screams, the more you know you're right over the target. Right? I mean, that's part of the intro. If you listen to the intro of the podcast, when I say the flak is heaviest, when the bomber is right above the target, the flak is an anti-aircraft gun trying to shoot down the bomber. There's the most flak hitting that bomber when you're right over the target. And that's how you know. That's how you know you're winning. The louder the Democrats scream and moan and complain, the more you know you're about to hit home. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see with all of this. I am cautiously optimistic. Obviously, we haven't seen the, the video yet. These are all still allegations. It makes sense what they're claiming, that they want to let this go through the actual um, criminal justice process before they start releasing things. Because then we, when you start releasing things, you can taint juries, you can taint the process, and you can actually make it harder to convict if, you, if you're just releasing video. Also, you can make it harder to find the other things that they might be hiding, right? If they know that they're being investigated and that the police are onto them, people are more likely to start destroying evidence and things like that. So it makes sense. And I hope this is true. Because it, it adds up. It certainly rings true. But at the same time, I, I, I've been burned by hopium before. I think we all have. So we'll keep, we'll keep looking at this. We'll keep reporting on this as more comes out. I think that there's going to probably be a couple of videos that they're going to tease 
in the coming days. That's what they seem to be indicating. They're going to tease some of the videos. Um, when that happens, we will absolutely play them. In the meantime, I got to tell everyone that if you haven't already, if you haven't already, go to the Conservative Daily store. It's a brand new store. Go to conservative-daily.com. And then you're going to go up to this bar and you're going to find Joe's Depot. Joe wanted the store named after himself, so we did it. You click on Joe's Depot and it takes you to our brand new store. And if I do say so myself, this is a hot store. This is hot, hot, hot. We got new shirts. We got old shirts. I back the blue. We got lots of different options. And what's going to be happening soon is we're going to start putting more accessories, gear, apparel. But we're also going to start interfacing with other companies. So we're going to start selling things like cigars. Um, uh, different Second Amendment type items, not guns, not ammunition. There's just or magazines. There's just too many regulations to jump through. Every state has a different law surrounding that. But other things like plate carriers, um, body armor, uh, lights, sights, things like that that we can interface really easily and, and put up for sale. So you're gonna want to make sure you you check this out. Head over there if you haven't already. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so by buying the apparel. And make sure you, you put a bookmark on it because there's going to be a lot more stuff coming out in the coming days and weeks. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, we don't usually go live on weekends. But if you like it, make sure you subscribe to the audio version of the podcast. Audio version is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean. We go live Monday through Friday. So make sure you check it out. And even if you watch us live, do subscribe to the audio version because that's how our, our sponsors prove our numbers. They don't care how many people watch us on DLive. They care how many trackable, provable audio downloads we had. So even if you watch us live, please do subscribe to one of those audio links in the description. Also, if you haven't already and you have an iPhone, an iPad, a MacBook, any Apple device, please go to the Apple Podcast link in the description and please, 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 please leave us a five-star review. Very important. It has to be a five-star review. Anything less and our, our rating will actually go down. That's how high our rating is right now on Apple Podcasts. But we need that to climb up in the rankings. We had reached like the 70-ish. Now we're back down to the 90th most, most popular political podcast. Need your help to get back where we need to go. So please, 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 if you haven't already, do that. That's going to be it for this special edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. We'll be reporting more on this as more information comes out. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet. But the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. <laughs>